Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, November 15th, the Ides of November, I might note. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, I'm going to beware the Ides of November. <laughs> it's a weird day. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been having the best week. It's been, you know, we've, we've been working hard, but everything we've been doing has worked really well in, 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 in my business, okay? Yeah. But today, you can't touch a website without blowing it up somehow. <laughs> There's like navigation menus all going to hell or, um, you know, trying to um, help a client figure out how to properly catalog their blog. Um, everything that I touched today is exploding. Okay, well, I'm going to have to take a wander around my office and make sure that that's not happening to my staff while they're touching websites. Be, um, yeah, man, double-check everything. And all you SEOs out there, double-check everything. Beware the eyes of November. It's an old thing in SEO. On every November 15th, the spirit of, um, of um, uh, what was his name, Babbage, uh, rises up out of the grave and um, messes with SEOs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so touch nothing, double check everything. That's that, that's what that, I'm hearing. That's my advice. <laughs> um, SES Chicago is underway right now. It is. Um, and luckily for both of us, neither of us are there because apparently it's damn cold. <laughs> yeah, there there is that side. I know last uh, last time I was there, now it's been a couple of years, but uh, fantastic, fantastic show, as you know. And and you dragged me to I don't know, like the ninety seventh floor of 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 some some oh that tower. Bar. Oh my uh, god, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> that that was, and glad we didn't have to take the stairs. But yeah, it, it snows there. It gets real, real cold there. So I do feel for uh, for our friends, but uh, a little liquid warm up. And uh, and I'm sure they're all trouncing around. Okay, and as you know, I mean, other than gee, we need to get from one place to another. These conferences are so busy; there ain't a lot of time for for getting out there and uh, you know in, enjoying the beautiful weather. Um, anyway, and some might say, I know, I I sure can. You're wandering around in a suit. Uh, you know, you might be better in in Chicago in November than say um, you know California in like August in a black suit. <laughs> that is true. And by the way, just just to just to get this on record, and because I just love such names, this is my favorite favorite signatory on the Constitution. It was the John Hancock Building. Ah, top there of the we John go. Hancock Building. There's this lavish bar. Um, one of the things I like to do whenever I go to any new city is to find the bar, the highest bar you can find. Amsterdam is pretty easy. They're all at street level. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want people wandering around. 
They don't, you know, they don't want foreigners going into their into their high bars anymore either. Apparently, yeah, yeah. So anybody, anyone who is uh, you know hasn't made it to Amsterdam yet, sorry, folks, that's 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 over. Anyway, uh, we should talk about like search and technology and um, stuff. Some might might think that's a good idea. Maybe one or two of our listeners. Maybe. Maybe. Um, where do you want to go? What do you want to uh, talk about? Oh, there, there's so much. You know, let's let's start on a on a fun on a fun point here. But I, I think there are some takeaways we can take. Your friend of mine, Christine Schackinger, um, informed us this uh, informed us of this fun story. Let me just find it so I can dump it into uh, into the chat here, um, which is precisely why everybody should be in in the chat. But over at SE Roundtable, um, the <laughs> Um, for anybody, I'll, I'll start this by, for anybody who hasn't watched Matt Cutt's video, it's on YouTube and it's on the disavow tool and it gives very, very specific advice on when to and when not to use it and how, how to use it. Um, if you haven't and you've heard about this disavow, um, go watch the video, pay attention to what he's saying. Um, here we have a webmaster who did not. Um, so over on SE Roundtable, there's, there's an article uh, by Barry Schwartz. <laughs> Uh, um, discussing a gentleman who had had a penalty. Um, so what he decided to do was disavow 100% of his links. All of them. Um, <laughs> for, for anybody who can't spot the obvious flaw in that, um, there you are. Um, apparently his penalty has not been, been lifted due to this. Um, now, Jim, I'm sure you and I can think of about a hundred reasons why that's a bad idea and why that may not see a penalty get lifted. Um, my, my first instinct is to think, hey, what faster way to say I spam and everything I do is spam than to need to disavow 100% of your links. Are we in agreement on this one? <laughs> well, okay, apparently... A- According to what he wrote in Webmaster World, mm-hmm. he disavowed all the links because he just wanted to start fresh from mm-hmm. a link perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what links he had before, I don't know. No idea. Okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe they were all spammy links. I don't know. I doubt they were all spammy links, but maybe they were. I mean, seriously, even if you have the spammiest page in the world, the law of averages says one of your pages, one of your links coming into your page is not from a spammy page. But you don't know, okay? Right. Um, we got to step back from what Google says they will do and think about how Google actually acts. Now, Google gives us this shiny tool called the Google Disavow Link Tool. And you'd think just by you know looking at the tool that you could like light up all these links, click a button, boom, they're gone. They're erased from your history and all that sort of stuff, right? Well, it doesn't actually work that way. No, um, Google. This is a fast way of submitting a reclusion request. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, please don't look at me badly because of these guys' request. It doesn't actually get rid of the links coming into your site. It doesn't get rid of them. The The link is still there. It doesn't automatically go and remove the link off the code of the offending website. Well, and I, you know what? I think that's a, that's a really important point to note. And it's not that all of a sudden this is Google amnesia, right? Like, oh, well, you know, let's forget this ever existed kind of thing. 
I think it's a useful tool, but as I mean, Google will clearly oh, point tool. out. It's a useful tool, but this guy is using it all wrong. He, he, he has no idea. He wants to start fresh from a link perspective. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's easy. Because you've just trashed your entire thing, you go to GoDaddy or your favorite registrar. <laughs> you, you buy yourself a new domain and you start again. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, also a, a point that Barry, Barry notes in here, I think worth noting is we don't know 100% that it didn't work. It's only been three weeks. Yes, that should be enough time. Bye. You know, sometimes these things take longer. But I think something that our, our listeners need to remember, and it's it's what you said, and I think it's it's really really important. So so worth reiterating is that this is meant to be part of a reconsideration request. Yeah. So when you're doing this, the the first order of business, and they've clearly outlined this, is try and get rid of as much crap as you can. Now this is for the crap you can't. <laughs> like you have to show. Like Google doesn't want to just see, hey, I took the easy route. They want to see, I'm trying to make my site better, and I'm willing to bust my ass to do it. Okay, so, you know, here's the report where I got rid of, you know, sometimes it's hard. You know, you might only be able to get rid of 30% of them if you're really lucky on a really great day. Highest success we've ever had is 52%, and that was, you know, outstanding after, like, months of work. Mm. Um, uh, hold it. Operative words, operative phrase there, months of work. Yeah. And so, and, and we did have the penalty, and this is before the disavow, but you need to show, I mean, you, you just go, hey, I'm going to disavow 100%. This is very clear, I'm not really willing to put in effort, right? If you can show Google, hey, here's what I got rid of, he, you know, and I'm having to disavow the rest. It shows you attention, and especially doing 100% of them, somebody's going to look at that, they're going to go, well, that was the easy way out, and hey, here's, you know, they had a best of the web link in there, too, and, uh, you know, I mean... See, I think the exact opposite is going to happen. I think Google's going to look at this kind of 100% um, opt-out. Please, get rid of all these. Don't even consider these against me. And ignore it. Yeah, I would. Ignore it. Um, and I think something that a lot of people forget about um, is that you have to think about what is their... You have to understand you're dealing with a human being. Right? I mean, you know, yes, we talk about the algorithm a lot. Yes, 99% of what goes on is automated. But when we're dealing with disavows and reconsiderations and, and this sort of thing, we're dealing with a human being. This, this human being is going to have a normal logic, and you have to understand that how they're going to interpret what you're doing. And when you're disavowing 100% of your links, you're saying, I'm lazy, and everything I've done is bad. <laughs> Why or, would they okay, possibly? I, 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 I do want to throw in the alternative. Or you're saying I don't understand what this tool does, right? Which is almost as bad. <laughs> Which is almost as bad. But again, there has to be. Google's kids are really smart. <laughs> I, I've heard. I've heard they've got a brain cell or two over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to say is they're smart enough to know when uh, somebody is doing something all wrong. Right. And I, I'm, I think they'll account for that, honestly. I think, I think the worst harm this guy did himself was, I mean, aside from raising his head above the hill and, you know, clearly exposing himself to Google's spam control team. Let's, let, let, let's assume he's not a spammer. Let's assume he's a 100% legit, um, you know, the, 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 this, this guy sells, um, you know, the, the, he sells ice cream that never melts. I mean, he's the best, he's got the best <laughs> product in the world. Okay. Okay. Um, ice cream that never melts. <laughs> Best product on earth. And he's a, he's a person of good character, and he just wants to do better. Let's, right. let's, let's assume all the best about him. Okay. He has no idea 
how the search engine itself works because he wants to start from a fresh link perspective. Right. Um, and again, I, I want to reiterate a point I made a few minutes ago. There's only three ways to to get rid of a link coming into your site. Number one, you get a hold of the webmaster who phrased the link, and you have them yank it. You have them remove it physically. There, the mm-hmm. link's gone. Right. Number two, you ditch the page that the link directed to. There's nothing to link to. Google sees nothing. Number three, you go down to a registrar, you get a new domain, and you just move over there. <laughs> That's the only ways you can get rid of a link. That's it. Yep. Yeah, um, and if you're trying to disavow all of them for a fresh start, I would say grab a new domain. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Right? And do it right next time and create good content with good links. And, uh, and, you know, and, and you'll be okay. And, you know, important tip. This is a, there's, a, there's an interesting... Um, shift happening in the SEO world right now. Because Google created a commodity system based around links, it didn't mean to. I don't think it was Google's intention to, but in fact, Google made links commodities in the, biz- in the real world, in the business world, in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, what are you going to do when there's a bunch of commodities for sale? You're going to see a whole bunch of people getting around to selling those commodities. That's what people do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff lying over there. No one's touching it. Let's sell it. Um, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Not with links, though. Not Jim. No. Well, no then, this is the whole thing. <laughs> a whole industry over the last, well, I'm going to guess seven to eight years in SEO arose out of buying and selling and trading and screwing around with links. Every one of those people for the last six months has been scrambling to, to figure out how to reorder their business model. Or they've gone, or they've gone and got a job flipping burgers or something. Right. So if you're a business owner, you're a site owner, you're out there, you're, you, know, you know you got to get Links are still radically important. Links are still really important. But uh, don't go hiring a professional link-building service. Talk to an SEO about how to acquire links. If part of the planning, part of the SEO's planning is we'll go with a professional link acquisition service, ask a lot of questions about why they want to do that and what their long-term goal is. Have them explain it to you. But so many business owners were taken down a bad path spent a lot of money on something that is essentially useless to them, and then we, the SEO community, gets a bad name for it. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't go there in the first place. No, and I think you made a very valid point, and I, just, just to make sure for, for, for clarity, um, you know, for, for our listeners, is I, I think you, I was worried where you were going, and then you made what I consider to be the right call, is when you, when you hear, you know, we're going to hire a link acquisition service, or, or this or that, and I mean, mind, I don't do this, but I don't inherently have a problem with it. Uh, I was worried you were going to say, you know, don't do that. No, but you, you, you followed that with, with exactly what I think, is, and, and why I want to repeat it, just to make sure everybody understands, is it's not that link acquisition services are inherently bad. It's not that they will always lead you down the wrong path, but you need to understand how this fits into a large-scale organic link strategy. Um, and I think that's what you were getting at. Is it's, not, it's not that these companies are evil. It's that some of them are good and some of them are bad, and unfortunately there's more bad than there are good, 
and you can get really, really damaged if you go wrong, and you need strategies, and I think this is why you're saying talk to your SEO. You need strategies that match the way the world works. You need strategies that go, this link, why would it link there? Oh, because it's voting for that. Why? Because this content relates to that content, and it's a natural flow. And if you can't get that much out of the guy building your links, have someone else build them. Right. Yeah, Yeah, good call. Exactly. Um, it, 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 it makes me mad, Dave. It makes me so mad. <laughs> I couldn't because, tell, Jim. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude, how long have we been working to establish an industry and to establish a reputation that, um, for uh, honest advice? And then a bunch of people come in, like, you know, Johnny come lately. So that's all good because everyone's got to enter the industry at, any, at some time or another. Yeah. But start practicing bad or deceptive tactics techniques i had uh, there's there's a, a, a an seo in um um uh, chosen the far far west end of victoria that i've been sort of mentoring now and yesterday i'm minding my own business uh literally minding my own business and up the little facebook thing comes up talking about how he wants to expand a link you know create a link building service because he read this somewhere and i'm just like dude no no <laughs> trust me don't do it. you will you'll go the dark way you, you can't avoid it if you do. And you know what? That, there is some truth to that, isn't there? Where it's, it's almost as if you're a link building service, then you know you're going to be judged not on rankings but on numbers because you're going to have numbers before you can have rankings. Yep. And then the, the, the not just the temptation but almost the obligation is on you well, to go the easy route for volume. And, and look, look how the model of that business Look how the model works. I, I deliver the product, these links. You pay me. I go away and work on another client. Three weeks later, you find out that you've plummeted in Google. Right. Come back to me, and I'm the link builder, and I say, hey, dude, what? Screw you. I gave you what you asked for. Right. No, but they weren't quality. Yeah, but you put them, you attached them to, your, you, know, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you paid $200 for 500 of them. What did you expect to get? Um We've just, all seen those ones float around. It's such a bigger, you know. I was thinking thousands. Two thousand dollars for those five hundred likes. <laughs> and now you're the business owner. You're a business owner. You're a link building business. You've got expenses, so yeah. you're not really into giving refunds. No. Because, Why know, would you? You gave them the deliverable. That's right. So no matter what. You're gonna find yourself on a dark path if you go that if you go that way without having first gotten a good grounding in how the search engines actually work. Yeah. Um. I. You know what? I've been I've been a search engine optimization uh, spe- uh, practitioner, specialist, expert, guru, whatever the hell you want to call me, as long as there's been an industry, and I'm still not comfortable doing everything I think one has to do to really test the link. You know? Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? You're catching me on a real sore point because I'm vetting right now a, and I, I didn't list off who they are, but um, a site um, that has just an, an atrocious. <laughs> they, they got weird subdomains hit with like a bunch of different penalties in different places. I mean, I'm laughing. It's, it's, it's because it's, it's a very interesting project. And yeah, going through their backlinks, I'm seeing a lot of what we're talking about right now where it's just. You know, you know, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it, it, interestingly, the, the, you got a just the way you phrased it. Okay, you yeah. got a website. It has a bunch of different subdomains, and each of them are being hit with slightly different penalties. 
Yeah, yeah I know. And I found that odd, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's... there's odd or indicative of something. Well, and I, I think it is. Each subdomain, and, and here's, here's why I think it is, and it's because they're using subdomains correctly. Each subdomain is its own thing. It has a function that is unique, and so they're using subdomains correctly. But because each one is unique, this subdomain has a different problem than this subdomain. I know with the announcement, you know, we're treating them like folders, one would have thought, hey, and it's the first time I've seen this, that a penalty is going to be a penalty site wide, but it doesn't appear to be working that way. They're getting penalties with each different, so, you know, this subdomain got this penalty, this subdomain got this penalty. I mean, they don't have a litany, you know, hundreds of different penalties, but they've got a, three different penalties going on, each on different subdomains, and each relevant to what is going on on that subdomain, but not relevant to any of the others. So it was a, a really quite a unique scenario, and, and definitely interesting to tear through their analytics, that's for sure. Well, you remember the old days where Google used to treat subdomains as their own website? Oh, you, the good old days is what you're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's the very first thing that ran into my mind when you said that you have different subdomains seeing different penalties. And that's what made, that's, that's exactly what made me key. Hold it. Google doesn't do that anymore. I know. And these are all very recent, like within the last 30 to 60 days. So maybe. Um, well, and okay, now how different in context are these subdomains? You have like one about red, one about blue, one about yellow, one about yeah. They're they're entirely different. Um, like it, I mean, even the function, the way the user is meant to interact with each one, is fundamentally different. Um, you know, on, on some the users are meant to highly interact. Other ones are like this is just for information, and you know, another one this is just this kind of information. Um, so it is each subdomain is completely. You know, there's crossover, and, you know, you can go to home from all of them and this and that. You know, they haven't pulled, like, a problems as we've addressed on, say, some of the Yahoo properties where it's like, how do I even get out of finance, right, and back to Yahoo. Um, you know, but the, it, it is these isolated packets, and so it was interesting. I, I didn't anticipate seeing that. I mean, I guess I did because I knew the penalties existed when I got it, but even then I was like, they've got to be wrong. <laughs> like, because I know it's all one side. Like, no, they've got to be reading this wrong. Nope, they're reading it right. This yeah. this penalty is on this one. Look through the penalty date. Look through their analytics. Yeah, no, it was a drop on traffic, but only in this subdomain. Hey, it was just a, a quite an interesting scenario. You know, when we get off the air, I'm going to go back to dealing with um, a canonical problem, dealing with the way blog posts were categorized by a client, okay? Okay. And... The only way to deal with this is just plug through hard work. Reorder this, reorder that, reorder this. Figure out, figure out what the lineage is. Mm -hmm. I'll trade you your brain teaser for my hard work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like way more fun. <laughs> well, I, I'm now in the finishing throes of, of putting together, here's where your content's your problem, here's where links are your problem, here's where... <laughs> So you'd be catching me at a good moment where I basically, and unfortunate for them, because I'm like, and here's 85 spreadsheets. <laughs> like, here's where I'm proving what is going wrong there, and here's where you got screwed over by this company, or here's where you got screwed over by that company. Uh, so, folks, when, 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 you, when you actually hear the charges that are priced by, like, old-time SEOs, this is why. <laughs> the detail you get is going to overwhelm you, but that's where the devil is. It's always in the detail. Well, that's the thing, and sometimes, as in this one, it's unfortunate where you have to go, and here's why everything you think is great is actually wrong and is going to cost you money in the short term to repair. And I don't just mean cost, I mean cost you money, like there's some big problems going on. Anyways, I won't get into details, maybe you and I can chat privately about it, but certainly won't on the air. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, it's a, it's a good opportune not to get, opportune time not to get into details because it's that magic time again where we have to go to our first break. So, friends, you listen to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the fifteenth of November, twenty twelve, the Ides of November. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with searchmetrics.com. That's searchmetrics.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Ho, ho, ho! This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, CEO of Site Tuners, and chairperson of the Conversion Conference. I want to wish all of you a rocking fourth quarter, a great start to the new year, and higher conversions in 2013. And that's in case we're still around and the world doesn't really come to an end. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. I can't get Tim Ash in a Santa Claus suit out of my mind. <laughs> God, that hurts my brain. <laughs> Uh, anyone who hasn't met anyone, Tim is a great guy, by the way. Anyone who hasn't met Tim Ash, find a way to meet Tim Ash. It is so worth the experience. But he's uh, he's about what, about five foot eight, five foot nine, built like a brick shit house. I mean, this, he's well built, and uh, he is does not look a thing like he's bald. Doesn't look a thing like Santa Claus. And I just got him in this like uh, almost like a judge's wig and big pillow stomach and. <laughs> Oh, I hate my brain sometimes. So let's jump to uh, something that came out of SES Chicago. Um, as reported this uh, yesterday morning in 
search engine watch. It seems, according to a panel up at, at um, according to a panel at SES, don't do that to me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you know what? I gotta click the link first. I gotta click the link. <laughs> Dave, dude. Okay, so so for the listeners, Dave just um, sent me a link to um, Tim Ash and a speedo. <laughs> So Santa's out, outfit gone. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Santa's outfit gone. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So, dude. Okay. Back to mobile marketing. Really? Yeah. I guess so. Um, okay. So, according to the uh, uh, panel at um, SES Chicago, um, 2012, 87% of Search marketers are planning to increase their emphasis on mobile in 2013. Now, that seems like a huge number, but I I, got to ask, what the hell are the other 13% thinking about? All right. I I think I might have a thought because I think in a case like this, I think it a lot and and, and webmasters and, and SEOs and stuff, I think most of us are, are thinking about this. When we think of, of mobile marketing and, and when we break down these percentages, if you were to come to me and ask what percentage of your clients are you thinking about mobile for, that that number would seem much more accurate than do I think about it. Well, of course I think about it. And out of all the clients that we have, um, yes, of course I'm thinking about it for some of them. But for others, as, as you know, you're, you're dealing with cases of ROI, right? Like, it, I only have whatever, you know, the client only has $10,000 this year for their marketing budget. Is that where it's best spent? Right? That's, oh. that's definitely something that they've got to consider. And also, does it even apply? Like, does, heavily. I mean, all of us have some mobile traffic. But when somebody's looking for Heck, SEO services, right? Are they tending to be on their phone? I can tell you from my analytics. No, no, they're not. And it makes sense. When they're making those decisions, they're probably not sitting on their phone. Some of them are on um, sort of iPads and and things like that, but they're not on a phone. Um, And even the iPad, these are very, very small percentages. Most of them are people sitting at work making business decisions. Um, So I think you have to look sector by sector, but, you know, we're working for a restaurant Okay, I mean, it, 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 this is necessary now. This is not—it's not an option. You need this at the expense of other marketing areas. I think in some cases, if you've got a, a fixed budget, I would draw from other marketing areas. If you're a restaurant, and go, there is no option here. You need this, especially from a tourist town, right? People looking up. The chances are they're out and about, going, you know, what's a good restaurant? Um, you need to make sure that you've got a site that they can actually see properly. Um, just, just my take. So I think these, these numbers, if they're taken in the context of how many sites, what percentage of sites, would I be even considering it? Yeah, I, I think these numbers match a, a, lot more, a lot more closely. Might even be a little inflated. But I think if the case is, if these numbers are drawing from there's SEOs and marketers who just aren't even thinking about mobile, well, you know what? Let's just we'll lock them in a room with Cindy for, I don't know, 
10 minutes is all it'll take her. <laughs> Just talk to Cindy Crum for 10 minutes and uh, or, or really any other marketer, but she was the first one who was, well, you remember, like we're well, going she, back. She like, was on fine. top of this years ago. She sure was. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, and she was totally right. She, I mean, it kept being the year of mobile, but it slowly, and I think the problem was, in her case, she was looking overseas and, and traveling to, say, Europe, where they were well ahead of us in, in this category. Um, and, and now she's finally right <laughs> in, in, uh, in the U.S. And, and North America. So, Here's a question I think we've got to ask ourselves when thinking about mobile or thinking about uh, you know, web-based strategy. What exactly constitutes a mobile device today? Oh, yeah. Like your, your iPad. Is that a mobile device, or is it a computing device that receives its signal through a cell, through a cell signal? You know, you know, and that's that's a great question. And then you go back uh, for our listeners who were listening to the show um, prior to ours. Um, that that conversation of the the reactive design and stuff was being brought up. You know, because you've got like an iPad. Well, do you design for the iPad? Well, how? What is the orientation of this thing? Is it horizontal or vertical? Right? Like, how is the person even holding it in their hand is now going to impact what the design is supposed to look like. So, um, yeah, I mean, these are, these are great questions. I tend to view it, and, and it sounds to me, and I, I may be wrong, like you're kind of on the same page. I look at something like the iPads because of the, the display sizes these things have and go, no, you're actually more akin um, to, say, my laptop than you are to my phone. Right, just in, in what it, what it's possible for me to do, um, and you know, scrolling isn't as hard if you have to go up or down and, and stuff like that, and it's not going to stretch right out. So I almost put that more um, in the PC camp than I do in the mobile camp, um, but that's just by resolution size. But now you've got like the the minis and stuff, and it's like, well, now you're like a hybrid right between these two points, Indeed. just to make things even worse. <laughs> So I think let's you know if, if this was the predictions for 2013 show, which is bound to be coming up sooner than later. Yeah. Um, one of the predictions would be a redefinition of our terminology, a redefinition yeah. of what we consider a mobile device and a, a, for want of a better term, a more desk or laptop ridden device. Well, and you know what? We may just leave that definition altogether. I mean, you, before the, the show, you know, interesting was chatting about this may be the laptop, last laptop you ever buy because the devices are, are changing. It may be something where we just have to set, rather than defining this as a mobile device versus a, you know, desktop or, or laptop, which I guess is mobile, but we don't yeah. really count it as there one go, in eh? context, um, but more a let's just all find like a resolution size that's a middle and then we'll come up with a definition of everything below that and everything above that and you're designing for one of these two things or both um but yeah i mean and, and with all the different browsers it's uh, well we all know it, it's a chaotic a chaotic time and, and interestingly i actually just got a or coincidentally rather uh, i just got a, a letter from google go figure um, one of their standard advertising ones. I opened it figuring, oh, great, just what I need, another $100 credit to add to the other mm-hmm. 20 that I've got sitting on my desk right now. They're like uh, AOL desks, aren't they? Those, those <laughs> Google, here's advice to Google. Don't mean to cut you off, Dave, but Google, make these like credits more interesting or functional because – at least the AOL disks, we can make Christmas tree ornaments or Frisbees out of them. It's true. On the plus side, with these ones, I can put it in the recycling and go, okay. <laughs> I haven't, you know, it, it hasn't made the world a significantly worse place. Whereas those AOL disks, I, I don't even know how many landfill 
uh, stacks they would fit if we look from day one till the, till the last one was made. How big a stack would we get all the way to the moon if we stacked them one on top of the other? I'll bet we would. Um, very slowly, of course. Very, very <laughs> Um, but yeah, Google had just sent me a thing going, you know, and here's some ways to make your site mobile friendly. Here's how to advertise on there. You know, this, I mean, of course, you know, we're, you and I are amply familiar with, with mobile advertising, but, um, you know, just, just interesting timing to, to get that. Cause I had read the article and then was opening my mail and went, Oh, Hey, there we go. There's a funny coincidence, um, of things. Yeah. Google's trying to get me to do it at the, at the same time as, uh, you know, we're about to be chatting about it, and there was some some good chat. So hopefully, that percentage that isn't thinking mobile also got the same letter. Then they can't help it. Well, indeed. Um, again, if you're not thinking about where your customers, and you made a great point, Dave. There's a there there are a number of businesses out there for whom a mobile strategy is it's, it's a waste of time, money, or more importantly, a waste of finite resources relative to where else they could be. You know, focusing resources. Um, I get that. That that does make sense. But again, it's not get. Chances are, our computing devices are not getting any bigger. And the more people can walk about with their technology on their ha- on their hips, their belts, their arms, whatever, the more they're gonna. Yeah. What else do we got here? Bum, 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 bum. We got David Petraeus and Google. Oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to cut to break soon. So why don't we do the Petraeus thing now? And then we'll, then we'll go, to, go to break and do something more substantial after that, eh? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Which, which Petraeus do you want to cover first? Which Petraeus? <laughs> well, everyone's talking about the sex part of the scandal. And that's fun and, and titillating and stuff, but... And maybe, maybe this is my misunderstanding of how the system works. I don't know. But how come nobody's talking about the absolute absurdity of the insecurity of using a system like Gmail or Yahoo Mail or MSN Mail, presumably on a government computer in either Langley, Virginia at CIA headquarters or at American HQ in um, Kabul, Afghanistan? Like, seriously, these guys were sending, like, sex, sexy time Gmails to their mistresses. Mm-hmm. Very likely off the computers they were planning strategy on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an insane security risk. Um, I tend to, well, I mean, I, I assume you're going the and if. Um, you know, somebody was able to get in and dig into the um, sort of mistress side that they must also, you know, have this. Well, this well, no, that was that was because the NSA is able to intercept and read um, virtually any email that goes, you know, through this through its system. Mm-hmm. And the FBI did get a legal um, warrant to look into uh, his mistress's, Petraeus's mistress, I think her name was Brooks, into, into her emails, okay? Mm-hmm. After the one in Florida, Kelly complained that she felt threatened by a shirtless Marine or something, or shirtless FBI agent. I don't know. You, you need a scorecard to keep up with this stuff. No, my thing is it's so easy to spoof a Google Gmail login page. This, this is one of the classic ways that um, that crackers find entry into your bank account or into your other sensitive information. Now, 
Generals Petraeus and General West may well be like in, in, incredibly intelligent people. I don't know how many of my Facebook friends click on the link that reads, her father would be so disappointed if he saw this. <laughs> you know, the one, that, the one of the teenage girl that leads you into having your entire account hijacked forever? Mm-hmm. Well, the same sort of thing happens in Google. And again, Mr. Petraeus and uh, General West may be the smartest men on earth. But um, clearly we know they think with their dicks. And I think it would be pretty easy to, you know, to conceive that a spoof job could happen. Right. Not saying it did because there's no evidence that it did. My concern is – well, I mean, my question I guess is how could these guys be using Gmail to communicate from like, you know, uh, obviously security-sensitive zones? It's insane. You know, I, I can actually answer that, and it's funny. We, we've had on the air your friend of mine, uh, Rob Gagnon, mm-hmm. um, and, and they run, and, and just full disclosure, I actually work with them on, on both of these projects, but this has nothing to do with that. Um, what we found is is they run a free service and a, and a paid service. Um, the free service predated the paid by a good couple of years to, for data data collection and, and usage collection, and what we ended up finding is that there's a lot of instances, and I'll bet this one's very, very similar, where to bypass internal security measures, people end up going to inherently insecure um, forms of communication and, and ways of moving things around. There's almost force to go outside um, of the companies that they're in, because the companies and, and the military, I can only imagine, is is <laughs> akin to this, um, have such restrictive communications measures that people are forced to go outside of the pre-existing communication system in order to actually, in some cases, in order to actually do their job. In this case, it's not just to do their job, it's because they obviously don't want something tracked, but that did seem to be a big part of it, and I, I would bet that we'll see a lot of stuff like that um, you know, it, well, we won't see it, but we would be horrified to find out how much stuff is actually um, having to go onto insecure methods, even when we're dealing with um, you know military information, because the internal communication systems are so restricted that people are having to to get a file from you know themselves to home or or to communicate instantly from you know point A to point B. Um, they're they're actually having to bypass the secure methods because it it just doesn't work. It's a, um, it's a deplorable story, and yeah. not because of the sex. I could care less about the sex, um, really. But, you know, any, all guys out there in IT and positions of responsibility of any sort whatsoever, guys in the military, guys who work for corporations, you know what? Yeah, it, it, I, I get it. It's all about getting laid. I get it. <laughs> Believe me. But there's things we got to think about on our way to getting laid um and you know, protecting security is number is especially if it's your like you know job mm-hmm. um that should be like you know thought one well maybe thought two i get i, I understand that too but definitely thought two <laughs> good god okay we got to take a break. I, I can imagine Brasco in the studio is pulling, his, pulling what remains of his hair out, going, oh, my God, they need to break now. So we're going to break now. Um, on behalf of um, Brasco's remaining hair, this is uh, Jim Hedrick, as always, <laughs> Media, and Dave Davies from the Talk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More coming up after these messages. 
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use good to be king. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Happy holidays, everyone, from the Life Tips Show here. Hope you tune in to our show this coming year. Remember, chips do not make good pets. Stay away from yellow snow, and an escalator can never break. It can only become a set of stairs. Happy holidays, everyone. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davis from Beatstock SEO, and we are rounding out the hour. We all, you know, Dave, we went so long in that last segment that we've only got about seven or eight minutes left here. Um, I'm not sure what to jump into because everything on my list will take. A, here's one. Okay, everything on my list will take a while. But um, here's one I like. I'm, you know, kind of interested in. It seems that uh, Pinterest. Remember. Remember when Twitter came along and they had to figure out a way to monetize themselves? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've tried a couple of things, uh, you know, sponsored tweets or, um, you know, distributed tweets, all that sort of stuff. 
there's a new one that came along. It's stealing a share from Facebook and from Twitter. It's called Pinterest. And they've gotten over the, the they like me, they really like me stage. Now they're into if you like me so much, why don't you give me some money stage. And they got to find a way to make being the world's largest kitchen fridge door. It's <laughs> basically what they are. They got to find a way to make it pay. So they're introducing business pages. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm looking for an opinion more than I am anything. Yeah. You know what? I, I think it's a great idea. I just do. Yeah. Um, like I can immediately think, and, and you probably can too, I can immediately think of clients that that would work for. Oh, God. Um, you know, I mean, and, and at the same time, I understand that they need to make money. I, I get it. I'm a capitalist. But mm-hmm. I, I like, like to make money. I, I can't blame them for wanting to make money. And I can't think of a much less intrusive way for them to do that, benefit their users, benefit businesses, but don't impact my daily experience. When I'm there, I'm there for a specific purpose. Um, you know, basically, I want to see what George Takai is posting. Um, you know, and, and, and these sorts of things. I don't want that to get wrecked, but at the same time, I have businesses, photographers or wedding planners that could really benefit from having that sort of exposure and that sort of website. So to me, it it really is a a win-win. And until recently, we've had to do it with, you know, having the business owner have their own, you know, profile and and posting stuff in that way to give us a a formal, we can create a nice, a a nicer, more corporate feel to it, brand it a little bit better and, and pay to do that. I can think of clients that I will. Um, so I think it's a, a great call on their part and a good way to keep their individual users from being, you know, negatively impacted, but make, you know, start putting some, some cash in their, in their purses while they're, uh, you know, while they're at it. So personally, I like the route they're going. Hopefully they, they're able to maintain that and don't get overly greedy and start, well, your business can now start firing in, you know, images into miscellaneous people who happen to have, you know, a profile that has the word funny in it or weddings or whatever. Um, but we'll, we'll see how, uh, how they go down the road. Well, it's funny. I think they definitely should do something like that, actually. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be charging businesses to be setting up business-specific sites, then, you know, what would make it worth it for me and for my clients is what capabilities do you give us? We allow us to trick out a page that looks like we want it to look, or um, will you allow us to, you know, your recording demographics, let us have some. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, the thing is, is we're all labeling our boards as well, right? So you kind of know, do I have a board called SEO? Well, all right then, right? I mean, you know, technically, and and who knows, maybe they will. I, I hope they don't, or if they do on a very limited front, but theoretically i could go and i want this image to show you know it's an infographic or whatever i want this to show on everybody who has interest in seo on their boards and i want you know i'm willing to buy whatever a ten thousand impressions of that right whatever um but we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes i could see that go being okay if they do it on a very limited front you know i'm looking at my you know general you know main page feed not my profile page but the the main feed if there's a couple in there like that i probably wouldn't notice if it's all of a sudden filled and i'm not seeing what george takai or jim or you know the the myriad of friends that i have also on pinterest if i'm losing theirs because of all these ads though now you have well that's it why why would i bother going there 
you've jumped the shark by pissing off your user. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that just becomes irrelevant because I can't go and try and find individual users. The way you find them is by going, oh, and you look at your wall and you see interesting stuff and you click it and you're like, oh, well, let's see what else they're doing, right? So, Well, let's, let's just say I represented a bridal registry, okay? One of my clients is a bridal registry. It yeah. isn't, but let's just say it is, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I would want? I would want to be able to target everybody with a Facebook couples profile. <laughs> that would make me a happy marketer. Well, you know what? I suppose you could promote your Pinterest company page on Facebook. Oh, screw Facebook. It's Facebook couples. You know, oh. you know Facebook is just, it has just uh, it made its own, its own new release, its, uh, its own new news, and that is couples pages. You can have your relationship with whomever up there forever. Ever probably you know lasting longer than the relationship itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and and it is you know it, I know it. It is going to be kind of fun to watch months from now. The I hate this page that is going <laughs> that's going to be coming out. Well, you know, if there's if there's any at all any impetus for Facebook to develop a hate button, <laughs> this is going to be it. <laughs> it's when the lawyers get involved. That's when they're going to do it. <laughs> Okay, we've got two minutes. Two minutes. Where are we going with this two minutes, Dave? Um, you know what? I'm just I'm going to post something into, uh, into the chat here. We don't have time to cover it. That's okay. Um, for all of our listeners, head on over to um, Search Engine Watch. Great article. Very timely. Um, if you're listening live, you can go over there now. If you're not, just look up. Uh, I can't even pronounce his last name right. Oh, Gary, Gary Pritzchuk. Yeah, there we go. Let's just uh, and, and and look up his articles. It's G A R R Y. Um, he's written a great one on conversion optimization tips to deploy before the holidays. Um, very timely. Some good, really, really easily implemented ideas. Um, and you know, obviously, there's there's you know, we can talk SEO all day long, but that takes a while to implement. If you've already got traffic, this is the fastest way to make the most of it. Absolutely. And and while reading these conversion tips, we recommend you imagine. Um, Tim Ash in a Speedo. <laughs> okay. On that, on that bizarre kind of frightening image, um, we got to take our leave. It's we time. do. We did it. And you know what? We're not going to be here next week. It's Thanksgiving next week. Oh. So we ain't going to be here for another two weeks. So um, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm for the 15th of November 2012. We ain't going to be here next week because y'all going to be eating turkey and we're going to be working. Um, but again, on behalf of Dave, this is Jim. Have a great week. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program 
are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.